Welcome to Football After Dark. It's predictions time. It's predictions day in the predictions place. And we're going to fucking predict. I'm your host, the Juzby. And today, I'm joined by Brush Sports broadcaster and PFF employee, Nate Kuyper. That's me. Number one Chiefs fan in a horizontal position, Matt Dustman. Hi. And uh, I was going to make a joke about introducing Corey's chair, but now he's here, Corey. That's me. <laughs> it's time, boys. Are we just going to jump right into it? Yes. Yeah. We are, we are going to do all 32 teams today. So um, this is probably going to be a little bit of a long episode. It depends on how much me and Corey want to argue. Um <laughs> Uh, but we're gonna try to we're gonna try to limit it by uh, we're gonna go through. I've made an entire projection list. Corey has also made one. Justin's made one. Matt has been playing Ocarina of Time, so and I've also <laughs> lost two years in a row and didn't want to make one. <laughs> right, Matt's gonna sit out a year and and just like do you, you want to just like play it by your balls, Matt, and just like give them a record you would assume they get? I, I yeah, sure. Matt, Matt's just gonna Matt's just gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang my hat on that guy for that pick, or I'm gonna hang my hat on him for that pick. Like, who's Matt getting the kiss of death from Matt? Yeah, Matt gets to pick who he agrees with for each team, and then that person's gonna lose. Yes. Damn. You think, are you saying Matt's Matt's even bad at like the, the the most torn back kind of prediction? I know. I've kissed Matt multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I couldn't hear you guys. All right, there we go. Hey, hey, stop, hey. stop doing that. Hey, you know what you should not do? What? That. Okay. I'll All right. You know. Let's on, start. On my Google sheet, we're going to go straight down from top to bottom. Um, I'm just going to name the team, uh, and then me, Corey, Justin, just give your record on the team, and whoever has the highest record and whoever has the lowest record are going to argue about their pick, and then we'll move on to another team. How good does that sound? Yeah. Great. All right. The New England Patriots, I have seven and nine. Corey, go ahead. I got 11 and 5. And I got 8 and 8. All right. I say 9 and 7. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be me and Corey. Okay. Right. Um, Corey, go ahead. All right. So this is a team that this we know Bill Belichick the past 20 years hasn't built the team on talent. He's built it on a system. And he brings in these system guys to fill the roles. The only time we've ever seen that falter was last year with his wide receiver court. Any other time, he basically has solid production from every other group of athletes he puts out on the field. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, my takeaway is uh, I'm not saying they're not built on talent, but I am saying that if you don't have the guys talented enough to run the scheme, when it's a scheme that basically red shirts rookies, essentially, and now all of a sudden you have 
you know, your entire linebacking core is gone. Your starting safety is gone. Your right tackle is gone. I just feel like there was such an exodus of talent on this team that, like, even if the system is still in place, there's there's a level of player that you need to have in order to execute the system. And they're going from, like, a super easy schedule to a super hard schedule. Um, Cam, wow, okay, I'll say this. Cam being on this roster saves them from being, like, really shitty, in my opinion. But I don't know, man. Like, they're, they're, just to give, like, a quick thing, their receiving core last year was the lowest-ranked receiving core that PFF has ever graded in 14 years. Holy That's cool shit. and all. That's, That's cool and all, bad. but, like, the, the Patriots don't need a receiving core. Cam's just going to throw it to James White. Cam's never he's had got a lot of. He's got Cam's a lot of practice throwing for his entire career. Thing, you're correct, but at least the guys that he had in Carolina could like separate from people, <laughs> like they were fast. And like, Julian Edelman's a master at catching in tight spaces. He's also old and beat up. Yeah, tight. And it didn't matter last year. Tight joke, huh? tight. Huh. Like what you said about the hard schedule. Like, yeah, it's a hard schedule. They have uh, they play the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Rams. I had them losing all those games, but it doesn't matter because they still get to play the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Raiders. Well, I'll say that three of those teams you mentioned, I'm not nearly as low on as you are. So I don't think they're easy wins. I don't know. I, I, I look at this team and I think like it's going to be a good story. It's going to be similar to last year where like they're going to beat all the crappy teams that they play and they're going to lose to all the good teams they play. I just think there are more good teams on this schedule than bad teams. Basically. Good coaching beats a good talent all the time. Not every time though. Um, A lot of the time. Most of the time. Some of the time. Most of the time. So not every time. That's I look, I know it's stupid. I know it's dumb to not have the Patriots in the playoffs and have them below five hundred. I know it's I know it's dumb but I'm doing it and I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. So that's final for me. Okay. All right. Next we have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Justin, you go first. I have them going nine and seven. I have them at five and eleven. I have them at nine and seven. Oh my god! All right, I guess we both get to argue it. I think I think yes. they were going to be nine and seven. I just feel like they could win the yes. division. I think yes. the Dolphins could win the division. Yes. I have them. Yes. I have them winning the division off of a tiebreaker. By the way, oh, just to spoil what god. I have the Bills going at too. Hell um, yes, dude. Oh, I want the tank to work so bad. I want it to work so bad because everyone that is a football purist, like Mike Greenberg on Get Up, will just have an aneurysm. Sorry. So I have a position where I think Tua's going to start, and I don't. Ha- I have them winning less games after Tua starts than when Fitzpatrick's playing. Just want to let you guys know. I think I do too. 
Listen, we all know Fitzpatrick is going to get them some early magic, and then he's going to fizzle out, and he's going to need the charge. So they're going to put Tua in yep. there. I have I have Fitzpatrick putting out six wins, and then he goes out for Tua. Wait, <laughs> not wait. in a row. This is a wait, real quick. But I have putting out six. This is a fact. Every single year that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been named the starter prior to Week One, he has been pulled before the seventh game. <laughs> I don't think I think I think he makes it to I think he makes it to week nine and then he gets pulled. Who's who do they play week nine? Cardinals. Tua comes out and they lose. Well, they're going to get spanked by the Rams in week eight. So. I think they're going to beat the Rams in week eight. That's probably not going to happen. Uh-huh. It's going to be goofy. I want here's, it to be goofy. All right. Here's my here's my case for the for the Dolphins. Okay, they had a massive overhaul on defense, right? With like veteran dudes, like not guys that are like young players, whatever. They bring in a bunch of guys similar to like basically like they did what New England usually does, except New England let a bunch of veteran players go, and Miami brought a bunch of veteran players in. Um, it's impo- It's literally impossible to be worse from an offensive line standpoint than they were last year. Like it. Almost impossible. Like yeah. I, I don't think there's any way that they could even be worse. Um, their, <laughs> I looked it up. Their sack margin last year was negative thirty-five, which Holy is shit. In, yeah, it's insane. Um, but at the same time, like I just think that giving away some of the other stuff that I have in the division. I've already talked about New England and about how I just think that this year is just going to be like. They're just not a talented team, and you need some talent to get good. Uh, we'll talk about the Bills and the Jets early, like later on, and I think Corey and I are similar opinions on the Bills. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I, the more I was picking these games and the more I was researching Miami, I was like, dude, like. I, I would not be like every single year we have one of those teams that just like comes out of nowhere and wins a division after like placing like in the bottom two of it. I think it's the Dolphins. I I, I don't know. I just think that's who it is. I think they go nine and seven. My case is I think people are kind of overhyping the talent they brought in. Like that's fair. The the corner that they brought with Byron Byron Joe. Yeah. Yeah, like that's. Easily the best player that they brought in. You have, you brought in Eric Flowers, who's been part of the worst offensive lines in the league with New England or not New England, uh, Washington and New and New York. Uh, you got a middle of the line pass rusher. It's just I don't I don't I don't trust the talent they brought in to take them to the next step. I brought it's a they brought in good roster talent to have good depth talent, but they don't. They still don't have that high end talent. You're still trotting out Fitz Magic. I don't trust Parker to be consistent. Preston Williams might be a, might be able to take a step up, but it's just I don't know. You got a rookie left tackle. Eric I think Flowers is gonna 
I just think their defensive talent is because they're, they're so young and they're and they gel together so well. And last year was kind of like they're feeling it out year while they tanked for Tua, and now when they come together this year, they're just going to be really good. It's no, I I think that it's easy to overhype Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson. But I think it's still such a massive improvement over what they actually had that I I think that there's going to be improvement. Like, and I think that improvement's going to come in the form of two more wins. Wow! Look, okay, man. Then. Okay, that's fine. Hey, we—that's how we said we're going to do this. We're going to make our case, and then we're Matt. What did you say? You said nine and seven. I said yeah. nine and seven with potential win. With Good. potential to win the division. Yeah, because I put money down that the Dolphins were going to win the AFC East. So that's, that's awesome. I appreciate I, I appreciate the balls of steel that you have, sir. I did. All right. New York Jets. Um, I will go first. Okay. Two and 14. Four. 11 and one. Hate you. <laughs> I have them with the tie. Three and thirteen. Hooray! We don't need to talk about the Jets. They suck. No, the Jets are terrible. Now, the only thing I want to bring up is I have them tying with the Browns in Week 16, which is going to be the one thing that makes the Browns barely miss the playoffs this year. Even with that extra slot? Yeah, man. Okay. They're All right. We barely hooray. miss it. We don't need to talk about the Jets and the fact that Le'Veon Bell is going to get benched for Frank Gore. Also, your sheet, every time I try to put 411-1, it just kept putting in 411-2001. So, uh, so, yeah, so the, the win-loss for the Jets is uh, is April 11th, 2001. Nice. All right, finally, um, Buffalo Bills. Um, Corey, go ahead. I got them at 4-12. and 12. Let's go. What the fuck? Let's go. 5-11. and 11. I love it. Nine love and it. nine and seven. Seven and nine. You two argue. Go. Why? I, I, and, and what? It, but like, what's the reason so that they would do any worse? Is what... Honestly, this is probably one of the ones that I'm not confident in. But it's just one of those things. Like, I'm just not confident that they could win these games. Like, I just, I. We, I'm not going to go down the Josh Allen Robin rabbit hole that we always go down. And that we yeah, that he's inconsistent. In my feelings on Josh Allen, right? But it's it's just one of those team. Like like I said, this is probably the team that I'm going to miss the artist on. But it's just I can't get behind them winning any of these games. And it's one of those other things like. I, I talked about in the group chat when you have when you have teams built around good defenses, usually their playoff window is within three years. Yeah, yeah, and they're coming off the off the backside of those three years. Only thing I could say about where I where I stand on the Bills is there a team that like has not changed much and added a little bit and has gotten more experience with each other. I mean, at least so far, you know, he's only started for a couple years. Josh Allen is progressively getting better. I think that trend continues. Where you're going to have a... This year, you're going to have a slightly more... A, sl- a slightly more accurate... A slightly more contained Josh Allen who will rely more on, on, on Devin Singletary and the other backs that he's got on the team. 
and my we'll guy have, Zach and Moss. We'll, yeah, right. My guy Zach Moss. Love Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is going to be really good this year. Some uh, people are saying he's going to take the starting gig from Singletary. He might. He should. At he some point, I, I would not be surprised if at some point in the season he takes that job. He should. He's better than Singletary. But I don't. But Singletary can, can catch a lot of passes, and maybe he can. Uh, Zach catch Moss the, can too. Yeah. So I, I expect a lot of him to start tuning more towards shorter passes to the backs, and then like the like every once in a while letting one fucking loose at digs. To be overthrown. Yep. In the last game we watched, we almost seen him. We seen we actually saw him make the worst decision a quarterback's ever made in a playoff game. And this yeah. is the last game we've seen him in. Right. And I just don't. Man. He's 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 not perfect. So, he's, he's not even great. He's a he, He's a worse Jay Cutler. He's incredibly erratic. That's what's so much fun about him. But like at the same time, it's like it makes sense. I look, when it, I look at this team, Jay Cutler's number one fan is a Josh Allen fan. If, if I look at this team spread out between last year, this year, right? It's just a slightly better football team. So I gave him a slightly better record. And this is—I mean, like they're getting—they're getting the Atlanta feeling from me where they're being stagnant thinking all right we're we're kind of we're almost there we just you know we need to tweak a few things and then they just don't really improve they improved with Stefan Diggs yeah big improvement but that's really the only big improvement they had also the, my thing with Josh Allen he's basically Cam Newton like he's never going to be an accurate thrower he's never going to be like he's going to be a better runner than a thrower. Um, he's going to miss guys. He's going to have up years. He's going to have down years. One thing I'll say about uh, Buffalo last year, their passing offense was not good, right? Like it wasn't good. They faced the second easiest schedule of passing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Their defense last year, excuse me. Their defense last year was like the best defense in the league against the pass. But they faced the second easiest schedule of passing offenses. So, like, is their defense really good? We don't know. Like, we know that uh, Tredavious White's really good. Yeah. No, I believe believe in their defense. I just don't believe in the offense. It's, look, I'm not, I think I'm at the spot where I'm the most comfortable with Buffalo, which is not as low as Corey, but not as high as Justin. Because I just, I just think that they are the prime candidate. They are the Bears from a couple years ago. They're the Jaguars from a couple years ago. They're that like that hot team that's led by the defense that has a quarterback that's a better runner than a thrower. And they're in this division with a lot of turmoil. And people just think, oh yeah, they're just going to coast by. They're just going to coast through that division, and they don't. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't. The Bears didn't. Like. No, I have no, I have no inclination that the the Bills are going to coast through the division. Like I have them losing it, and but I have them narrowly losing it to the Dolphins, right. narrowly. I think I think I do have it coming down to that like, final. I have this division close, like well, close. Well, the, I was outside of the Jets. Two nine and sevens and an eight and eight. Besides the Jets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have this division close, and how much they're like okay, yeah. Because they're all, all like 
those three teams like they just look okay this year. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. They don't look exceptional. Right. Moving on to a team we probably won't have to talk about is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, who went? I'll go first. I have them at twelve and four. Same. I have thirteen and three. Yeah, right, we don't. Uh, regression eleven and five. Ooh, oh, oh, you gonna defend that, Matt? You gonna defend that shit? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Uh, they lost Earl Thomas. Their defense isn't gonna be as good. Another year on Lamar Jackson, he'll turn into a better thrower, and they'll transition into more uh, RPO with regular runnings, less option plays, and I think they're a team that plays that needs a first half lead to win a game. So you'll see more teams coming out more aggro against them. And because of that, any game that they don't have a lead at halftime, they will lose. That's that's fair. How many of, how many of us just ha, just by just questioning, how many of us have them beating the Chiefs? Do any of us have them beating the Chiefs? I do. In week three? I do. I do too. So but do I. The Chiefs always tend to get hotter as the season goes on, so it's like not surprising to me. It's in it's in Baltimore this time. I think that has a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat them in Baltimore the first time. My well, thing I mean, is, like, maybe it doesn't have a factor if there's no fans at the game. Who knows? Right. That's, That's the also thing. true. This is going to be so fucking like how how good is home field advantage? Like it's still going to be great, but it's going to be less good, especially yeah, in stadiums. It's in stadiums like for the most part. You get to play not over for, uh, crowd noise through the. PA speakers, it's gonna yeah, be fine. Yeah, but they're not gonna like replicate the decibels that like Arrowhead gets to, and like they're not gonna do that shit. Like th- that, like players all the time talk about like communication issues in these loud stadiums and stuff like that, and it's not gonna be the same in that capacity. So it's not gonna change a whole lot, I don't think, but a little bit will change. I think, um, I, I, yeah, we don't have to talk about Baltimore a lot. I think they're gonna be really good. Yeah. If they, if they win 11 games, they still hit their over. So Right, and, they, and they, they make the playoffs, and they're almost either first or almost right. first seed. Exactly. I think this is probably, I think their defense is going to regress a little bit this year, but I think with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown going in his second year, I think this is a team that could have a better offense than we've seen yeah. last year. I just want to, real quick, before we go to Pittsburgh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens attempted 17 fourth downs last year. Jesus. And converted 11. That's insane. So that, which is just insane. I don't so. think, I don't know if what you could do average, that again. What was, what was the average to go on that fourth down? Do you happen to know? Um, I don't, I can find it though. Um, I think I remember two of them in the chiefs games that they didn't convert. That is true. Two of them have two of the non conversions happen against the Chiefs. All right. Um, Pittsburgh. Um, Justin, go first. Okay, hold on. Let me, uh, I think I have it in here. I do. Pittsburgh, I have going 11 and 5. I have 13 and 3. Damn. Same record as the Ravens. 11 and 5. 9 and 7. Ooh, nine and seven. Corey and Matt, go ahead. You have Big Ben, who's supposed to be the savior of the offense, coming back from Tommy John surgery, uh, something that not even pitchers can fully recover from. Juju Smith is more of a slot guy than a number one. He showed it last year. He couldn't step up even with bad quarterback play. James Conner's hurt 
often the defense is going to carry them but how we saw how much they that defense can carry them last year to almost a playoff appearance big ben they well they won what eight games last year yeah yes so Big Ben gives them maybe one more win. When I have them at eight and eight, nine and seven. I said nine and seven, right? Nine and seven. Yeah, Big Ben's worth one more win. That's that's all. That's all he brings to that team. He's he's old. He'll probably get hurt again. Yeah, I think you're you're underselling how bad the quarterback play was last year. I, it might I be. Think I think he's better. I think he's worth more than one win. 13 and 3 might be a little bit high. I'll I'll concede that. But it's just I think with Deontay Johnson, like them finding Deontay Johnson, he's going to be more of that Antonio Brown role and Juju can go back into more of his slot role that he was when he was good. Um you got you got some good underneath guys and Eric Ebron. I mean, we've seen Eric Ebron with Matt Stafford play, and it's you know it's his hands are kind of iffy, but then we've seen him with the elite play of Andrew Luck, and he was, I think he was one, like a first team to tight end that year. Like he basically it, was only used in the red zone, and he caught like ten touchdowns. Right, it's I think Pittsburgh is going to be one of the top teams in the league this year in the AFC. Um, all I'll say is. So, if we assume Ben Roethlisberger comes back, and Ben Roethlisberger is 70%, 70% of what he was prior to injury, is that a fair assessment? I think that's, that's fair. fair, and I think that's 70% better than any quarterback I they had last it. year. That was, that, that'll be 70% better than what they had last year, and that team won eight games. And now they get an easier schedule, way easier schedule. They get... Um, they get a second year of Deontay Johnson, who will be the number one receiver as far as yardage goes in Pittsburgh this year. Um, I think you, the defense, the pieces you added, which are mostly Minka Fitzpatrick, Steven Nelson, and Devin Bush were all like first year players. And the number one way to avoid regression from a defensive standpoint is to one, not lose anybody. They didn't Two get an easier schedule, they did, right. and three, have some form of improvement on offense, and just by default, Ben Roethlisberger at 70% is better than Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges. So I see, like, uh, literally it all hinges on Ben Roethlisberger. Like, if he plays 16 games this year, I think the Steelers are, like, shoo-in for double-digit wins. If he plays. Now, obviously, if he doesn't play, then things unravel. But, like, I think with Ben Roethlisberger there, he, Ben Roethlisberger can, like I said, be at, like, 70% of what he was, and I think that they can win double-digit games. So. Yeah, I can see it. I could definitely see it. I have them as my fifth seed, by the way, because they would lose to tiebreakers to Ravens who have a tougher schedule. Start right. the schedule. All right, next, Cleveland. Uh, I have them. I got them at six and ten. Justin, go ahead. I have them at eight, seven, and one. 
Oh, that's right, with the tie. Because they tie the they tie the Jets. <laughs> I think the Browns. I think the Browns are somewhere in between a seven and nine and an eight and eight and in contention for the last AFC playoff spot because seven and nine can get you a playoff spot now. Well, don't do this to me. Wait, so Corey, you have them six and ten. Yeah. And then Justin, you have them what? Eight, seven, and one. Yeah. And then Matt has what? Eight and eight. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. You're telling me I am the highest on the Browns this year? Yep. What do you have them going? Ten and six. Yeah. I almost yeah. went there. Um, I almost yeah. went there, but then you know, the Jets tie stops him from going 9-7, and seven, or I originally was going to have them win, which would have been funny. And then I decided later on that I wanted I wanted the Eagles to win one more game, and uh, I thought the Eagles... Uh, I just decided that the yeah, Eagles... That's totally what happened. <laughs> so the Browns just got kind of fucked on my list. So now they're 8-7-1. They have... They kind of have a rough schedule. I don't know, like, right, four times against the Ravens and Steelers, as rough as it is. The Cowboys. Yeah, but they manhandled, they manhandled the Ravens once last year, so I think they can beat them. I think I gave them one win against the Ravens. Maybe I didn't. No, I didn't. But the Browns just spanked in the division. I, Spoil alert for later in this episode, but I have I, I have the Jaguars beating them. I, it's not the best schedule for uh, improving Cleveland team. Here's the only thing I'll say is I don't think there's another team in the NFL that did more to help to like Cleveland did everything they possibly could this offseason to give Baker Mayfield no excuses. Yep. Like, he has zero. He's got, he's got the perfect offense with a ton of play action, ton of 12 personnel. He's got two good tight ends, two good running backs, two good wide receivers. They got two brand new tackles. Like, this is, and to be fair, this is baked into all of my projections. If you have like a new system or a new offense or a new quarterback, I have you starting out really bad because it's just going to be so hard early on. And that right. I have that with Cleveland. Like I think in the first like month of the year, I have them as one in three, and the only game they win is against the Bengals. But then like after that, they start to like get a lot of momentum, and they beat the Bengals, they beat the Raiders, the Texans, the Eagles, the Jaguars, and stuff like that. But like, dude, if they don't go 500 and make the playoffs, like I, know, I don't know. Man. That said, like going into this year, if like if it doesn't happen for Cleveland this year, it's never going to. Probably, like, it's just I don't know. Me trying to get those Jaguars wins in, just kind of. It's hard. To, I, I'm upset that I'm the highest on Cleveland. But like, I just look, I'm like, there's no, there's no excuse. You're on. getting that uh, residual backdraft from the hype train from last year. Kinda. Cause I wasn't really on the hype train last year. I was just kind of like, yeah, they'll probably win a couple games. Cause I knew Cincinnati was going to be bad, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Tennis. Is this the season? Is this the season that gives Browns fans false hope for the future? 
Not if they go below 500, because then Baker will be gone. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is this the season they go above 500, gives them false hope for the future, and then they never go above 500 for the next 10 years? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, I could believe it. The AFC's better than people give it credit for. Yep. So, all right. AFC's more than just two quarterbacks now, although it's slowly becoming two quarterbacks. But... Uh, it's not. It's not the uh, Brady Manning hours anymore. There's a lot of good teams now. It's the Jackson Mahomes hour. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati. Uh, probably not going to have to talk about them a lot. Maybe we'll see. Um, I have Cincinnati. At, I'll. I'll say this. I originally had Cincinnati going like eight and eight, but I brought it back down to six and ten. Um, five and eleven. I have them at four and twelve. I have them at three and thirteen. I love that offense, though. You do. It's still not a great offensive line. It, it's no. not a great offensive line, and there's like no defense on that team. Well, the defensive line is great on that team. No, the line is good. It's yeah, everything. Well, I mean, the, the the backfield's trash. Like, yeah, I mean, like you got a couple. And you think about like who they're going against too. You got two rookie linebackers. Uh, I don't know. It's the secondary is not great. Jesse Bates is probably your best player on your secondary. Yeah, they bring they brought in Trey Waynes and he's and he tore his pec muscle like immediately. So, and I think the misfortunes carry for them too. I'm like assuming that they're going to get more injured throughout the season. It's it's not a it's not a great offensive line to trot out of. Quarterback, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think he's going to get tortured. I if he come out, he has to play against the Ravens and the Steelers twice a year. He's going to get and the Browns, by the way, who also have a good D line. They're going to get tortured. Like Joe Burrow is going to get fucked up this year. It's going to be so sad to see. I would put money on Joe Burrow breaking Baker's touchdown record. Hundred percent. Yep. Oh, for sure. But he also for might be sure. the most sacked quarterback as a rookie. Dude, I don't know, man. He's really good at avoiding sacks. Uh, David Carr had, would like to have a word with you. <laughs> mobility. He's got really good mobility. So. But this is that was also him not going against NFL-level talent. No, that's true. 100% true. So. You never, never really know. He's not more athletic than everybody out on the field anymore. I did. I did forget about these. I don't know, man. I, I think Burrow's going to be really good, but this year is a rough... This year's a rough year. Now, he might still win Rookie of the Year, and maybe they win... I don't know. I think... I originally had them at 8-8 eight and eight because I'm that much of a believer in Joe Burrow. Right. I just think it's going to be too hard with that offensive line. So, so we're already through two divisions. That's pretty good. All right. We'll go through this pretty quick. This... I don't even want to talk about this division. I hate this division. <laughs> this is my favorite division. I hate. Which I division hate. are we talking about now? The AFC South. The the tagline for PFF when in this division when they were doing the projections was hashtag how hard can it be? Because how hard can it be to win the AFC South, right? All right, Houston. I mean, this is a good point. Houston's first on the list. Um, I'll go first. I have him at six and ten. Is this gonna stay here? Or is this gonna fall? This is the second time I predicted him here, and it'll be the second time I'm wrong. Nine and seven. 
Eight and eight. Like... Six and ten, nine and seven. Matt, what about you? Uh, which team am I talking about first? The Texans. The Texans? Oh, God. Ugh. Six and ten. Yeah, six and ten. All right. My only, the only thing is, like, I wanted to put them at, like, six and ten or seven and nine. And I was like, Deshaun Watson's just going to carry them through, like, a couple more fucking games. I it's know. Gonna, it's going to make me so fucking mad, and I might as well just get it out of the way. I might as well I, just get it out of the fucking way and just give him two more wins. Like, because oh, Deshaun's just going to, like, I gave him I gave him two fucking wins that I, that I didn't think. What were the two fucking teams? Okay, yeah, so I have them, like... Dude, I'm like... The, the whole like, Deshaun Watson thing that you're talking about is like... Yeah. It's like I'm standing in the road in like the middle of a highway, and there's a Mack truck, like, just approaching me, and I'm like, no! Like, like I have them, like... First thing, like, I have them... I have them beating the Bears, which on paper should not happen because of just how the matchup is. And but the Shaw Watch is just not gonna fucking take anything from Khalil Mack and just like get the ball out still. And it's gonna be so fucking stupid and I'm gonna hate it. I have them winning division at eight and eight. I don't I still have them losing the division. Okay, so I'm gonna read the thing that I had I signed in the group chat the other day. Because okay. I like it. Go for it. I watched the movie Due Date the Lat the other day. Yeah. It's a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Alphanakis. In it, Robbie Downey Jr.'s character is trying to get from Atlanta to L.A. to be there for the birth of his first child. As soon as he gets to the airport, he opens his car door, and Zach Alphanakis' cab driver drives right into it, taking it off the car and almost killing Robert Downey Jr. While the drivers are arguing, Zach Alphanakis and Robert Downey Jr.'s luggages get mixed up, leading Robert Downey Jr. trying to get through the... TSA with a bag of mad magazines and weed. They <laughs> confiscate his luggage and let him on the board, where Zach Alphanakis happens to also be on the same flight. He then gets in an argument with Zach Alphanakis and then gets arrested and removed from the plane by the U.S. Air Marshal. They both get put on no-fly list, and Robert Downey Jr. is relying on Zach Alphanakis to get to L.A. because his wallet and luggage with his ID and credit cards, is on its way to L.A. in the plane they got kicked off of. I bring this up because the Texans are Robert Downey Jr. and Bill O'Brien is Zach Galifianakis. Texans are more capable of winning on their own, but they are totally resist reliant on the funds and resources of Bill O'Brien. It's true. That's, that's it, pretty it, much it. It's the perfect analogy. It really is. I... The only thing I'm going to say about the Texans and why the Texans infuriate me to the point of like no return. What is Lay it on me? What is Deshaun Watson's biggest problem? He holds on to the ball too long. Holds on to the ball too long, right? There are plays last year that you can watch where he is just staring at DeAndre Hopkins, waiting for him to get open, right? Yep. So they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Right? They're like, we're going to get rid of him, and that's going to help Deshaun Watson. Okay. So you bring in Brandon Cooks, who is literally the exact same player as Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. Pretty same much, yeah. same Pretty player. Much. Same skill set, right? Mm-hmm. And that skill set involves deep vertical passing. Right? Yeah. yeah. In order to complete deep vertical routes, what do you need to do? 
Hold on to the ball. I don't know, man. That that infuriates me. <laughs> That's just like the most infuriating a team. thing. They're building a team around Deshaun Watson's only weakness. <laughs> right? Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That That's so aptly put. They're I, turning his Achilles heel into an Achilles heel. Yeah. Yes. I, I do the Mack truck of Deshaun Watson just dragging Bill O'Brien to us to a record above 500, it, like is staring me in the face. And I'm just like, no, six and 10. This is what you deserve. Like, I, I love Deshaun Watson so much. I think he could be like a top three quarterback in the NFL. But damn it, do I hate the team he's on? And I refuse. I, I, I got to do it, dude. I got to stick to my guns and go six and ten. I think I had them going six and ten last year, and I ate a bunch of crow because they went ten and six. So whatever. Um, Indianapolis. Um, Justin, go ahead. Um, I have them going seven and nine. Seven and nine. What team did you mention? Colts. Indianapolis. Oh, seven and nine's a good place for them. Maybe even worse because Philip Rivers, they, they might be tanking for Trevor on Real Talk. They might be using Philip Rivers as a front to tank for Trevor. I'm telling you right now. Just let him throw picks. This team is, this team is going to be so offensively inept. It's going to be like watching last year's Steelers, an offense that can't get out of their own way and a defense that has to carry the weight to win two games. The defense is not as good as the Steelers either, but they have a better offensive line. I kind of love the idea of Indianapolis tanking Trevor, but the more I think about it, I think I hate it because the Colts are a team notorious for just riding the coattails of their quarterback while their team gets worse around them. And we're finally getting to the point where the Colts are having success outside of their quarterback. Yeah. But then they're just going to turn on the lazy switch again once they get Trevor Lawrence. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go ten and six and win the division. Um, this is the only time in Philip Rivers' entire career where he doesn't have to like carry the team. Um, with just a, sh- a shoddy offensive line and horrible play calling and bad defenses and players that are getting hurt. Um. They have legitimately two running backs that can both rush for a thousand yards this year. Like they may be the first team that does that ever. Um, they have the best offensive line of football. Like that helps. Like I just don't think it's possible to go below five hundred when you literally have the best offensive line in football. Like, and I was listening to. I've seen, when, the, I've seen the best offensive line in football go five hundred plenty of times. Dallas. No, 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 that's true. That That's a Dallas thing. Like, that's just, like, isolate Dallas. Like, that's a thing. Originally, I was like, nah, man. Like, Phillip Rivers is shot, right? The problem is, I didn't realize that, like, last year was a bad year for Phillip Rivers. But it wasn't even, like, his worst year. Like, Phillip Rivers has been really, really bad some years. And most times, the next or year... Really bounce- bad. Yeah. I think he's too old. He, he's got no bounce left in him. He's only got interceptions. No, he's, he's never had any bounce, ever. 
Yeah, we're never good. had bounce. Goosed. He's gonna goose you. Don't fall for it. I'm not. Listen, it's got nothing. Here's the thing. Here, let me just clarify my thing with the Colts. I have the Colts going ten and six. Okay. I have them going six and zero oh in the South. So do the math. Like I've been going four and six against everybody not in the AFC South. Yeah, it's just not a good division. Right. So like, it's literally based solely around the idea that the Colts are just going to run the ball a ton behind a really good O-line with Jonathan Taylor, who's a freak of nature, and Marlon Mack, who's pretty good when he's healthy. They are good enough on defense to get it done. Not on the back end. On the back end, they're really bad. But, like, they have DeForest Buckner now. They have two really good linebackers in Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki. Like, I think they're going to be good enough. Like... Adam Lefko, one of my one of my favorite guys, is like all in on the Colts, and I'm like, I can't go that far. No, I, I can't. can't go that far. But I can see them going ten and six and winning the division, just solely based on the fact that Philip Rivers is not going to have to like run up to the line of scrimmage and clap his hands like a maniac. This is probably one of the worst receiving cores that we've seen Philip Rivers have. To it's the best offensive line, but he's definitely going backwards in the yeah. receiving department. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen people. We haven't seen Michael Pittman Jr. in action. I, I'm not trying to discredit T.Y. Hilton, but he's in his 30s now. He doesn't have the speed that he used to. And he's also dealt with injuries the past two years. You know, it's it's kind of like how how much can you expect for him to be on the field as one of his only reliable number one targets? It's I I think. Philip Rivers is probably going to have more turnovers this year than he's had in the past. Well, the last thing I'll say on the Colts, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, according to Vegas win totals. And no team last year, the obviously the Colts went seven and nine. In the last 30 years in the NFL, no team blew more fourth quarter leads than the, than the Colts did last year. No team in the last 30 years. And I think they blow more because Phil Rivers is going to throw more picks. I don't think he's going to have to throw the ball. That's the thing. He's going to have he's to not, throw the ball. No, he's not. He's not that good. Jonathan Taylor is not, uh, not, not going to be that good. And Marlon Mack can't carry a load. We've seen it for years now. You're, you're not sold you're on Jonathan basing, You're basing I'm on not. He's the one rookie I'm not sold on. You're basing that saying that they're going to start off with the lead already and just be able to run the ball. You're relying on Philip Rivers, who's had his moments, get them that lead. With a receiving core that's just not there and not... I I know. It's just like, like I said, I'm not being super crazy, I think. I have them basically winning. I have them literally getting to double-digit wins because I think they're going to go undefeated in the South. That's why. Not because I think Philip Rivers is going to have like a comeback player of the year season. But, and I guess the flip side of it is they could be tanking for Trevor, which I like him going there more than a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't tank for Trevor, there's two other good quarterbacks that the Colts could get that I'd be happy with them getting. Um, all right. This is going to be Corey versus the three of us. Um, Jacksonville, I have going two and 14. I have them going three and thirteen. 
I've had them at the bottom. I think they, they've lost way too many pieces, and Minshew's shown flashes of okayness, but he just makes me think he's just Nick Foles light. I, <laughs> I have. Give, right. me, give me a reason why they win seven games and don't mention Gardner Minshew. <laughs> They have a good offense. Like they have a good offense. No, they don't. Chris Thompson is good. I think you're forgetting that. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, he pulls out Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson's good. Chris Thompson. All right. You want to my? You want to? You want to hear my reasons? Sure. Because I thought it would be funny for every team in the South to go seven and nine, besides the team that wins division at eight and eight. That would be a very AFC South thing. I'm not going to lie be, to you. That would be a very AFC South thing to do. I can't blame you for that. That's basically what I did last year. I just picked everybody to go like nine and seven or seven and nine. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I can't express that. Like when I watch Gardner Minshew, I see flashes of that Deshaun Watson magic that, Watson somehow manages to like pull out of his ass. Minshew did the same thing multiple times in his rookie year. I've seen Minshew make some of the best passes I've ever seen in an NFL game. Like I, I like I know you don't want me to base this. I think he is going to be a great quarterback in this league. I think he has top twelve potential. I'd be totally his- cool with that, but he has like. I think he ends up being like a Dak Prescott type with a little more flash. Here's here's my here's my. He's going to need help. Here's my comp to Gardner Minshew. You ready? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. He is he is good enough that if you play him, here's the thing about the Jaguars. If the Jaguars are tanking, they have the wrong quarterback to tank. Because I think Gardner Minshew, like Ryan Fitzpatrick is too good to not win at least five games most years, but he's not good enough to get you, like, over the hump. Do you know what I mean? And in normal circumstances, I think I'd have the Jaguars winning more games if they were not literally getting rid of every good player they have not named DJ Chark. That's my, that's my thing. Like, I think they could win more games with Gardner Minshew if they just weren't just hemorrhaging every player they had. That wasn't Chark. If so. the culture there wasn't so fucking bad. This is, this, this is literally a team that's based around Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. And they're going to be behind, and Gardner Minshew's going to have a lot of attempts to throw the ball. They weren't. They, well, that wasn't them last year. Last year they were based on Leonard Fournette running on right. first down. And, and they don't have them anymore. Thank God. Well, they realized Fournette sucks and got rid of him. Nobody in the league wants him. Let him Fournette had 1,100 yards last year, Matt. He had 1,100 yards last year. He's not bad. Leonard Fournette, in the last two years, running back, has ranked 42nd and 41st. Last year, he averaged less than three yards per carry. He got 1,100 yards because they gave it to him three downs in a row, six right. positions in a row. He's not. Don't use the bulk stat 
as a as a measure of whether a guy is good. I can't I can't help but think good. about I can't help but think about I think it was week three or week four against Houston. Gardner they're down thirteen seventeen or something. Ten to seventeen. And Gardner Minshew drives them down the field on like the fourth quarter, less than five minutes, less than four minutes left. He gets them seventy yards down the field and then they hand it off to Fournette like four straight times to try to get in the end zone instead of going to Gardner who literally got you that far. Like on it like completely all Gardner. Wow. Like I just No dude listen, I I don't hate Minshew. I hate this idea that he's good enough to carry this team by himself. Is my I'm not saying they're going to. I have them below 500. You have them. You have them as a borderline playoff team. No, not in my AFC. That's not terrible. in my AFC. Not in my AFC. All right. Um, this will be an interesting one because I, 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 as far as how we've been in this division, um, Tennessee. I have them at seven and nine. Okay. Tennessee, Justin. I have the Titans at ten and six and winning the division. Okay. I would say they're ten and six and can win a division out of that as well. They're the best team in that division, in my opinion. Yep, hands down. I think I have them at nine and seven, so like just outside. Um I actually think I have them as do I have them as a as a playoff team? I think I yeah. do. This is the 11th team we've done, and I'm going to have to argue it for the 11th time. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I do have them in the playoffs. I have them as the 7th seed. So, um... I don't know, man, like... <sighs> it's, it's, it's... My thing is, here's... The only thing I'll say about this team is... Hey, oh. Their defense is okay, not great. Um, even though they have Clowney, which is an improvement, um, Clowney doesn't move the needle as a pass rusher. He's way more of like a run defender. Um, Ryan Tannehill, whatever whatever you want to call what Ryan Tannehill did last year, he's not even going to come close to the level. He was literally the best quarterback in the NFL, like across most metrics. He was the best. No, <laughs> that's not gonna yeah. happen. No, don't think that happens again. He does. He does. He's not gonna do as good. But I think the division as a whole has also gotten worse. So, for me, it's between them and the Colts, and yeah. I think I could easily be. I could easily be convinced that the Titans will win and the Colts won't. I just trust. Here's the. Here's a. Big you just have them swapped. Here's a yeah right. Here's a big. I could easily see them swapping. Here's the big thing for me. Something that's not being talked about from last year. Tennessee. Obviously, they lost Jack Conklin to free agency, right? Yeah. Did you guys know they were the worst pass blocking offensive line in the league last year? Really? The worst. The worst. Worse than the Jets. Worse than the Cardinals, worse than the Browns. The they, were, they were totally reliant on A.J. Brown getting 20 yards a catch. Correct. 
they were totally relying on AJ Brown just taking like an eight yard dig route, fifty yards for a touchdown. That's what they were, and obviously Derrick Henry, which right. I think I don't know if he can keep up with the insane efficiency numbers that he's put up. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't think he hits it again. He'll get close though. Chief, I think the Chiefs. No, there's he'll regress a little bit. But my yeah. thing was that this team showed an unwavering stance of adaptation they they yes. if something's not working early in the season they have no problem changing it they're not like a freddy kitchen stick to their guns so th- whatever th- they'll probably start out the season doing whatever worked for them last season and if it starts to not work they will adapt and become a better team for it and i think that is good enough for them to win the division what's funny is i have them cranking out five in a row and then losing three in a row and then start winning again and then, and then they start kind of juggling back and forth as they play harder teams. They, they, their schedule gets harder later in the season. No, we we know like that the, thing the second that half of the season they play they play the Ravens, they play the Bears, they play the Browns, they play the Packers. So like the the, the second half of their season gets harder, but still like. Now, one thing that could that I think worked for them last year and maybe it could that's how it'll work again this year is the fact that because they completely changed up their team halfway through the season quarterback change getting a fullback changing their play action style and everything that's what caught teams on by surprise and why they were able to you know get that deep pseudo cinderella-esque run so if they're going to run the team like that again now teams they play against have had all those playoff games all the last half a season of tape They'll have the beginning of this year on tape, and it, like I said, it, if they are as good at adapting last year as they do this year, when teams start to figure out their fullback packages, I want to see how they adapt again. But yeah, yeah, right. I, I think Matt, it's good enough. <laughs> Matt, what are the Chiefs going this year? 14 and 2. Holy shit. God damn. God damn. He did it. He did the thing. I am going 11 and 5. Number 2. I mean, it's the run it back tour year. No one, they're not going to be stopped. They're going to go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl again. I don't think they get the bye, though. I do think they, they win the Super Bowl again, but they don't get the first round bye. And they got to play through it. Because they finished second, and that's how they'll fucking play. Okay, they get to play the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, no. Yeah, they're going to play the Browns in the first round of the playoffs and murder them. Who, the Titans? No, No, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, we're going to Chiefs. Okay, we'll say one one more quick thing about the Titans. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. um, The Titans, last year, I think the Chiefs kind of, like, gave people the book on, like, hey, here's how you stop Derrick Henry. So I think that change that Matt talked about is going to need to happen. I don't know where they go and how they pivot, but because they have shown that, I I, I do think they can go above 500. I just I, I think it's easily a toss up between them and the Colts. But anyway, the Chiefs are we? Do we need to discuss the Chiefs? I have them going 13 and three. I have them at 12 and four. And I have them at 11 and five. We're all like really close to each other. Okay. Like, the only um, the only diff- the only big difference I have is I have them uh I have them dropping against the Patriots because the new triangle must continue. 
no matter I don't no matter who is who is the fucking quarterback there, they're just gonna lose to the Patriots. Oh, oh the, new, the new triangle, baby. No, the new triangle is Lamar, Pat, and Deshaun. Yeah. That's the new triangle. I will see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick has something up his sleeve to get revenge for losing on the last that, play last year. And that, that's the, mm-hmm. the, Patriots, the Patriots should have beat them last year. Should have. I mean, Brashad Breland or yeah, Brashad Breland had an amazing pass deflection on fourth down that won the game. Well, not only that, but like the Nikhil Harry was in bounds on that touchdown. That was not a touchdown, but Belichick didn't have any more challenges. So, well, maybe he shouldn't have challenged. That's true. No, I think the Chiefs are Chiefs are probably going to go to the Super Bowl again. So, probably. I don't know. Probably. So, you're going to get to see the Saints and the Chiefs twice in one year. <laughs> what was that? Anyway. Um, all right. I think this division's going to get really spicy. Yep. It was going to get spicy until Derwin James went out. Correct. Yeah. Uh, dude, right. I, dude, when that shit happened, I scratched out their fucking, and I took three wins off. I took, yeah, I took about the same. Um, real quick, we're not at the Chargers yet. We're going to go to Vegas. Yep. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we'll have the Chiefs fan that's going to have them go 0 and 16. Go ahead and go first. He's Matt. not listening. Wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Raiders. The Vegas Raiders? Do you have the do you have the Raiders going 0 and 16? No, they're they're the second best team in that division. Damn right like they are. Damn right they I are. Don't, I don't like to say it, but it's the truth. Stay, yeah, I'm, going. Clap. I'm standing. I'm clapping. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. I'm clapping. <laughs> Good job Thank getting you, over Matt. your biases and being right. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I have Corey's them. so mad. <laughs> Corey's so upset. They're going nine and seven. No, okay, that's too high. Yep. <laughs> that's too high. Go nine and seven. Matt, what did you? What was the record that you have for them? Could go eight and eight. They're, they're have, a seven and nine, eight and eight type team. The, nine and seven is a possibility if they get lucky. I have them. Dude, the Chargers games I, I adjusted was I gave I originally had the Chargers sweeping the Raiders for no reason, and I just swapped it. And I gave I just like no fuck it, the Raiders are gonna sweep the Chargers. Fuck them. I and now the Raiders are nine and seven. I have the Raiders at eight and eight, and the reason I have the Raiders at eight and eight is the exact same. To spoiler alert, exact same reason why I have the Cowboys at eight and eight. Yep. If I look at your team. And I say you have the potential for a top 10 offense and a bottom 10 defense. You're eight and eight. Yep. Period. End of story. That's I stop right there. I think they get a nine and seven for the new stadium. I don't think. No. Yep. I don't think they go above five. Just, just for the new stadium. They get they get they get one extra little cookie because they got a new nice stadium. And then that's it. I think Corey has them going like four and 12. <laughs> Can we ask what Corey has them going? 13. Losses. Holy we, shit! Why? He hates you. And this is the real team that's tanking for Trevor. Oh, okay. I like that. 
That would be an interesting. You, you know, the funny thing is with the Raiders, you might be right. No, you might be right. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking. I don't like, like Josh Sorry, Jacobs is really good, and like All I right, so remember when the Rams kept Jeff Fisher all the way up until they moved to L.A. Just for that tradition, they got the one year in L.A. with Jeff Fisher. Yeah, the one year. This is Derek Carr's one year in Las Vegas with the Raiders. And then it's Trevor. All right. Something Gruden gets his boy. I think I... See, I would still have... I could still have the Raiders with, with the way I had this presented. I could still have the Raiders getting Trevor Lawrence because they're they're gonna trade a butt fuck ton of shit with the Bengals. Where I have going three and thirteen huh. to get Trevor Lawrence. Part of it is that like the some of the teams that we're projecting to be bad aren't gonna take quarterbacks. Yep. Like the, Jets, the Jets are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're not going to take a quarterback. They're just going to fire Adam Gase. I think, like I said, I think the Bengals are going to be might have the number one pick. Right, and they're and right. They're, they're not taking a quarterback. They just got Joe Burrow. Right. That's so the like, thing. Be, I think there's going to be some heavy trades within the first five picks next draft. I, I think the Raiders. I I didn't love the Henry Ruggs pick because I don't like Henry Ruggs because. Because Alabama, I'm not even sure, liked Henry Ruggs because there were two other receivers on that team that they threw the ball more to than Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs is just really fast and he jumps really high. Yeah. So, and then what's hilarious is that... Seattle should have taken him. (laughs) Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But um, I think... And, and then what's funny is the report came out of Vegas that they were going to have him run a lot of stuff out of the slot, which is so insanely stupid because he never played in the slot. Yeah. So I don't understand why, if you wanted to use the slot receiver, why not just take Jerry Judy? Yeah, who was um, there? Who's, yeah. So there's a, but here's the thing I think Darren Waller's really good. They have a really good, they have an underrated offensive line that's actually really good. I think Josh Jacobs can be good. The receiver to watch out for in Vegas. Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards. Okay. Brian Edwards could have easily been a top, like, first-round pick out of South Carolina. He was, like, the only dude on South Carolina, and they just fed him the ball. But he had, like, some off-field issues, and I think he was injured, too. Brian Edwards can be really, really good. Um way more of a traditional type of receiver that Derek Carr has been good with, like the Michael Crabtrees, the Amari Coopers, like those type of guys. He's more that that type of receiver, like back shoulder, fade routes in the end zone, that type of thing. Okay. So. Interesting. um, Vegas is very interesting. So with the way we've discussed the Raiders, I'm now interested to know what everybody has Denver going because Denver was the hot button team uh, after the draft, I have them going seven and nine. So just a game worse than 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 the Raiders. I agree I, with you. Seven or nine is yep. a good place. I also have them going seven and nine. Flip it, nine and seven. 
Okay. Like, okay, yeah, so the Broncos are, like, undoubtedly a better team than they were last year. Like, hands down, right? Like, yeah. easily, 100%. They were a way better team than they were last year. I'm worried about Drew Locke. I, he had, I know he his only loss was against Mahomes, but he, he started out as a gunslinger, and it seemed like every game that he progressed in, especially the one after the Chiefs game, he got more hesitant and didn't want to take the sh- chances anymore than he was taking earlier on. And I want to know which Drew Locke we get. Do we get first games Drew Lock or post Chiefs Drew Lock? Yeah, and the whole the the whole idea of like having to work in two rookie wide receivers into this offense, I think is is going to be tough. I think you guys are kind of like rubber banding a bit. Like there was the initial hype, so you guys came back a little bit more. I came back a little bit after looking at their schedule, which is actually pretty fucking hard. It's very hard. But you guys are higher, like. Than on Vegas than I am and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So I don't. But uh, I think even outside the two rookie wide receivers, you still got two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. That's going to help them out a lot. Uh, you're going to get a third year of Chubb across from Von Miller. The defenses with Boyes just got a little bit younger. You know, it's. Gonna be second year with the fucking court, the coach. I can't think of his name right now. I'm well, they have a new offensive. They have a new offensive coordinator. It's Pat Shermer. Yeah. So they have a new offense. So, but it's Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is yeah, the, court, the coach. But like, going second year with this defense, I think it's gonna be a big jump with them. Um, I'll three things with the Broncos. Um, their tackle situation is really bad. Um, Garrett Bowles is not good, and their best offensive player, Jawan James, the right tackle, opted out. Um, they're probably going to try to run the ball a lot early in the year because that's what Pat Shermer likes to do. And not a single team in the, NF- in the NFL the first five weeks faces a tougher run defense schedule than the Broncos do. So they're not going to be able to run the ball the first five weeks of the year. They're Hell gonna yeah. have to. They're gonna have to rely on Drew Locke throwing the ball to these Cortland Sutton. You know I love Cortland. I love me some Cortland Sutton, and I love Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's gonna be the next like Devonte Adams, Keenan Allen player, right? I think so. I, 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 I really, really like Jerry Judy going into yeah. the draft. He's he's the type. That's the type of skill set he has. Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy, except like. Or like Calvin Ridley, except you cranked Calvin Ridley's speed up like 150%. Right. Like, he's that type of player, right? Yeah, he's he going like, to be... They've been releasing videos of him just clowning people in, in Denver's camp, right? So, um... And then the third thing I'll say... I do think their defense can be good. thing to watch out for is Vaughn Miller. So I was listening to a podcast. It was the PFF podcast. And ever since Vaughn Miller got into the NFL, like including his rookie year, he's graded in the 90s, right? Like from the jump, he graded in the 90s. Last year, he graded in the 70s. So there was a very, very random, steep, like dip in production. I don't think it was random. I think it was that first year with Vic Fangio. And I think it's. Well, yeah, that, that could potentially be what it is too. Like he's, he's, He's kind of in a similar role, like in that Khalil Mack role, but not a similar role. 
So he has to bounce back. They want to get Bradley Chubb back in there. Um, I don't think Denver's a. I don't think Denver's a bad team. No, I me think neither. I think this is a bad year. Similarly, like, uh, in like a similar situation, like the Browns. This is a really, really tough year to inc- to in- install a new offense. And Denver's schedule is way harder than Cleveland. So that's kind of why I, I, I have Cleveland as high as I do and Denver as low as I do, even though I think they're both equally talented when it comes to, like, what they have available to them. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, finally, the Chargers. Um, I was prepared, just as a quick aside, I was prepared to come on this episode of the show and talk about how the Chargers defense is literally the only defense in the entire NFL that can actually hold up against the Chiefs. But now they can't. But now they can't. <laughs> so, but now they can't. So, uh, I have them going six and ten. I have them going five and eleven. I also we, have five and eleven. Kuiper, do we both have them going six eight and, and eight? ten? Do we both have them going eight and eight? But you took two games away, and I took three games away. Sure did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Derwin James getting injured for the year. It's huge. That's yep. such a huge deal just ruins everything they want to do defensively. Even though they brought in Chris Harris, so now they're like three deep at corner, which is still insane. You don't want a corner lined up on Travis Kelsey. Yep. You want Derwin James lined up on Travis Kelsey because he's he can physically like match with him, right? Because he's a big, strong safety. Chris Harris is a small little corner. He's not good. He's going to get eaten alive by Kelsey. So like... Yep. The, the Derwin James thing fucking irritated me. So I will say this, the fun thing that I found out, um, and then we'll move on. We'll go to the NFC. How long did that take us, by the way, to do the entire AFC? Um, one hour and 13 minutes. That was excellent. Actually um, pretty good, yeah. Right. Um, the one thing I'll say, so ever since Patrick Mahomes became the quarterback for the Chiefs, right, two years ago, Tyreek Hill's best game as a pro ever okay, in those two years, was game one in 2018 against the Chargers. It was his best game ever, right? Yeah. Since then, three of Tyree Kill's four worst games ever were the other three games against the Chargers. So it's like the Chargers, like Tyree Kill just owned the Chargers the first time they played with Pat, and the Chargers were like, never again. Yeah, we're not having (laughs) this shit. We're never letting that happen again. I just thought that that was really funny. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right. Now we get to the NFC. And this is gonna be the team that I admit right now I'm going to be wrong on. Uh, who else has Dallas going 8-8? Raise your hand. <laughs> Only for the meme, baby. Did we all raise our hand? No, Corey didn't. What do you have him going, Corey? 10-6. That's probably, no, the, thing. That's probably the more fair prediction. I was I wanted to meme. Ten and six are their realistic projections in how the team should play. And but how is the team their offense is no excuse. They should be above five hundred, no matter how bad that defense is. Like I don't really even think the offense improves that much because I said it before, how can your offense improve any more than what it was last year? Like you can throw for like what, one hundred more yards? In the entire season, um, but, yeah, 
That's true. That's a good way to put it. Plus, they have, real quick, as an aside, and I actually did not know this, Leo Collins went on IR. Yeah. So, like, that's a huge deal um, that no one talked about. So now they're down their starting center and their right tackle. So, um, I 10 and 6 is more reasonable. 8 and 8 is just, like, partially because of the meme. Partially because I think Dallas plays the worst when they absolutely need to play their best. And I think this year from the jump, I think people are going to expect the best because of all the, the changes they made and the Eagles are already injured. So I think that spotlight that Dallas often shrivels in is already happening from the jump. Yeah, it's like it's like when they get that star on their helmet, they're like, that's good enough. I'm playing for America's team. I got it made, and then they don't need to play any better. They they don't need to win a championship. They just need to show up, and because they're the Cowboys, that's good enough, and obviously that doesn't work out every year or any year. I don't know. I think I, I think it's fair to say, like, 8 and 8's probably, like, not fair to them, but I just... It's the meme. I don't know, man. I had to meme. I'm sorry. I had to meme. I thought right. I, I thought I think I had them going ten and six last year, and they went eight and eight. So, all right, uh, <laughs> the New York Giants. Uh, I'll start. If it's, I, I'm match Corey five and eleven, three and thirteen. Damn, Matt Giants. I mean, what do you think? Bottom echelon. They're not going to be a good team. Another team, by the way, to bring up Justin's point. Another team that's going to be picking in the top five that I don't think is going to take a quarterback. Nope. Unless want, Daniel Jones plays Danny really, Dimes. really bad. Right. Daniel Jones would have to, like, suck to, yeah. But I don't think he'll suck. No. I don't think um, their problems come from the offense. I mean, their offensive line's pretty bad. Yeah, but, like, I feel like that they're so... Saquon's too good. He will probably, he'll probably regress... But not by much at all. Maybe like a very, very tiny bit. He's just too good. They're also left. Their offensive line was shit last year, and he still went off. I don't think he's going to regress because he was hurt and played on a high ankle sprain like most of last year. I think this is a year that he improves. You could be right. Yeah. I think it was really stupid of him to come back as early as he did. Yeah, no, that it was. It it, it caused him longer term problems throughout the year. So, yeah, Corey's probably right. In that, like, he's going to do even better, but... Um, I will say... They gotta, I will say this. They gotta play the fucking NFC South this year, boys. It's, it's just not a good look for them. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. They play the NFC South. They, the NFC South might break records against this defense. Like, this might be the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Everybody's gonna wrap the score on them. It's just bad, dude. <laughs> It's there's just bad all over this defense. I have like, them losing every single game they play against the NFC South. They don't win a single one. The three games I have them winning are all divisional games. Yeah, I have oh, them. Oh, I have them. Oh, see, I have them winning oh, against God. the. Uh, I have them winning one game against each team in the NFC East. I have them beating the Bengals. Is a probably it's oh. one of the differences we have here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? So. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to change my thing because I. I just looked and I have them messed up. I'm gonna have them at four and twelve because I have them. I was looking at what I had, who had I had them beating, and I had them at winning against the 49ers. But then at the 49ers schedule, I have them beating the Giants, so that was obviously a mistake. Of, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah so that's a big 12. mistake. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine yeah. it happening? Right. 
So the Giants suck. Both yeah. New York teams suck. So well, yeah. yeah, they're bad. The Washington football team. Who wants to go if first? They don't, if they don't start Alex Smith, then I don't care about them. They're not going to start Alex Smith, uh, but no, um, Dwayne has. They're they're like they're like a seven and nine, six and ten. They have talent. Yeah. So I, I have them six and ten. Haskins started getting it together at the end of the season. I think he he will did play he, well enough. He, he actually did. He started actually playing a little bit better the last like three weeks of the year. Terry yeah. McLaurin's going to light up the league and become a top three wide receiver. I think so too. No, no he's not. not. Not top three, but I think it'd be a top ten. I think he's going to be really good. Um, I'm at, uh, four and twelve. That's not like a huge difference. No, not really. Like, like this is a team that has like has some talent and and, and stuff going for it. Um, but once again, this division's playing the NFC South. Yeah, that's the bottom line, right? They're, they're gonna like you're you're guaranteed to lose four games. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, <laughs> Ron Rivera is gonna make you know a lot of difference at least from a coaching standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate Dwayne Haskins. I just think. Last year, you know, Jay Gruden did him no favors with the way they treated him and how they just like yo-yoed him back and forth in and out of the offense. He did play well down the stretch. I think they could be like decent. I think they could be okay. They're, I think gonna, they're a they're a team that's on the up. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think they'll I, do, but they'll improve next year. But this I'll year is not this, the year. If you're if you have a bad offensive line, this team can cause problems because their defensive front is really good. Right. Um. I think thankfully they were like they get to play the. <laughs> thankfully, they get to play the, uh, the Giants. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to win both right. games against the Giants. Finally, we have Philadelphia with top three quarterback in the league, Carson Wentz, according to uh, Mr. Matt Dustman. It's bad. It seems so. already already hurt. Eight and eight. Yeah, but they won the division last year with bargain bin. Sears reject wide receivers. Yeah, no, but they they win the division again at eight and eight. They beat Dallas and tiebreakers. But they're going eight. I eight. think that, I think they're like ten and six and win the division. They lose, uh, they lose two more games because they lose. Uh, they'll, well, I have them only winning one game against the NFC South, and they beat the Rams once. Uh, nine and seven. Win I have the them at nine and seven as well. Nine and seven win the division, so we're not far off. No. It's basically like they're injured already, but we think Carson Wentz is good enough that so Carson Wentz will carry the team on his back. He's yeah, still really it's good until until he ends up pushing himself too far, hurting himself at the end of the season. And then they bring in Josh McCown. Yep, and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Correct. It's one, yeah. of, those, uh, <laughs> it's one of those good coaching beats good talent teams. Right. Well, it's, yep. it's because they don't have the talent because it's on IR. Yep, it's all on IR. <laughs> um, all right. This division, this next one is... It'll be spicy. All right, Chicago. Go ahead, Corey, do it. Ten and six. You're wrong. Go ahead, Justin. Eight and eight. You're wrong. Matt, go ahead. I, I don't trust him. Trubisky's going to regress again. I don't think he's good. He obviously he beat Nick Foles because Nick Foles isn't good. This is a team that might finish third place in their division. Thinking like six and ten. Six and ten. Here's what I want. Here's what I want everyone to realize. I, I I heard this the other day in a podcast about Mitch Trubisky. Can you 
imagine having a quarterback in Trubisky that is such a beta that you need to p- trade draft picks and eat $20 million in salary to bring in another quarterback just so that he can beat him out in camp so that he has confidence going into a season. Do you think that's, that's why they did that? Yes. That's dumb. Yeah. Yes. That's dumb. so dumb. I fucking hate the Bears. Oh that's my god, I hate them that. so much. How, who in the who in their right mind thought that Nick Foles was going to win the starting job in this in, in this with I thought, no with no familiarity in the offense, limited availability to work with anybody in this offseason. Like Trubisky's still been there for two yeah. or three years. At least he knows the offense. Right. I just thought that maybe they had like a little bit of sense, just a tiny bit, no. to like do something different because this is clearly not working. And no, they're just going to do it again. And now I have them going 8-8 eight eight missing the playoffs. And like, fuck them. I hate, I hate no, what I hate they what do. Just I hate that. what they're doing with Trubisky. He sucks. He just you failed. stepped all over my keyboard and a bunch of programs open oh no actually no wait i have to have them going seven and nine i made a mistake as well they trubisky stinks he stinks you were wrong you 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 whiffed cut bait and move on that's my that's my take on the bears yeah i have them beating the lions i have them beating giants who have a bad offensive line i have them beating the colts i have them beating the bucks who don't have that great of an offensive line it's an improved offensive line, but not a great one. Here's Panthers, Vikings, Lions again, Texans, Jaguars, and Packers. I'll, they don't beat the Packers I'll, once. Fuck that. <laughs> here's what I'll no, 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 wait. Here's what I'll say about the the Buccaneers game. Pass rush doesn't matter against Tom Brady because he, he gets rid of the ball in seconds. He gets rid of the ball. Also struggled against good pass rush in the past. Good pass rush where you can drop seven guys. Like, that's not what the Bears do. And another thing with the Bears is, like, did they lose Eddie Goldman? Yeah. Opt-outs? That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a big deal for them. They still have Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack makes up for a lot of things. But that changes. They, they had a good defense last year. They went up against bad <laughs> offensive lines last year, and they still finished below 500. So, correction, I made a mistake on my thing. Uh, they're 7-9. That's that. Yeah, I thought you said that. Um, uh, Green Bay, the 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 Green Bay regression Packers, um, the yep. team that won thirteen games when they probably should have won nine. Probably uh, ten. Probably ten. Here's the thing: you can Which say is what all they're going that. This year. You can say that all you want, but it's still their division to lose. I think. Eh. I agree. I don't know, uh, man. Ten and six, they win the division. Yeah, that's that's standard Packers fair. Ten and six, they win the division. Yeah, ten and six, they win the division. Devontae they don't Adams make it far in the like, playoffs, probably. But Devontae Adams is targeted <laughs> two hundred and forty times. Yeah, and he's going to catch him too because he's like he's really good. Aaron Jones is going to do good again. I think the offense is going to be good. I think it's going to get a little better the second year under a new coach. Aaron Rodgers seems to be uh, more comfortable with the team than he was last year. Breaking I, news. Von Miller uh, might miss the season. Who? Holy Mill. shit. Down, down, 
going down to the Broncos star linebacker suffered an ankle injury in practice and will be getting an MRI to determine if he will play. Who is that again? Vaughn Miller. Oh, Vaughn Miller. I thought you said Ron Rivera. (laughs) Ron Rivera, he's not going to play this year. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Well, Ron Rivera is going through chemotherapy. I thought that, like, I thought it meant, like, he wasn't going to be able to be on the field, but, like, Vaughn Miller had an ankle injury today? Yeah. Oh, look at Matt's cat. I mean, I'm already not high on the Broncos, so. Um, hey, hey, Matt's cat. How is uh? How, how how many games do you think the Broncos lose now without Von Miller if he just if he misses? Two. Wow. Two. <laughs> Two. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, good job, Lita. You made a prediction. Core, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you have the Packers going now? The new podcast host. I have the Broncos or the Packers going eight and eight. What the fuck? Because I mean, you were made you were made for the camera leader. Work it. It was They're going up against a tougher schedule this year. They got they did everything they possibly could to avoid getting better this season. Yep. Yes. This, this isn't yes, the only time. Did. By the way, this isn't the only time they've done this. This is typically what the Green Bay fucking Packers do. So here's the thing though. The last couple of times they've done that were the years where like they were going like six and ten and nine and seven. No. When they... What? They've been yes, doing this the whole. Were. They've been doing this shit like the whole was the whole time Aaron Rodgers has fucking been there. Okay, okay that's fair. They've slowly and just then, been not. And then like and they, they've been constantly like pu- like pulling off like fucking ten and six, twelve and four seasons, right, and then just Aaron losing in the playoffs. Right, and he's he's like he's regressed, but he's not that much worse. And, so they're going to go 10 and 6. Right. And they're going to lose by 50 to the 49ers. Right. What, what's their what's their uh game total this year? What are they giving them? Most places are giving the them like, I think it's uh most places are like 9 wins. I've seen some people say the Packers are the second best team in the NFL, which is No, not a fucking chance. No. No way. Oh. I've oh seen it out God. there. Packers are really, really good against the NFC North. They're really Look, good against saying, the NFC North. I'm not saying who said that's right. I think they're crazy. But the they fact are, that some people think it. They are great against the NFC North, and they are fucking bad against any other fucking team that's good. So, okay, that's you the Green know, Bay Packers. Here's, here's the note that I have. Um, here's the note that I have on the Packers, right? So the Packers had a lot of leads like early like halftime leads in games. Yeah. And the key to that was so Matt LaFleur was doing this thing where he was throwing on first down a lot on like high percentage plays, right? Yeah. And getting them into like third they were throwing it a lot on first down. Getting into high percentage plays. But then they were throwing really really deep on second down and it was catching a lot of teams off guard. Um and they were translating it into a lot of leads, right? Remember that statistic where, like, the Packers were, like, insane in the first and second quarter, and then in the third and the fourth quarter, they were, like, abysmal? Yeah. The reason for that is because they did that exact strategy in every single game. And teams would just adjust in the second half, and it would stop working. And then, they had, and then Aaron Jones would kind of just, like, be good enough to help carry the lead. Right. Aaron Jones was, like, just good enough, and the defense was able to just hang on by, like, just enough 
in order to get them the win. That was like basically the Packers last year. I, I think um, it changed. I think the, the scheme's obviously going to change. I think. I said, like also, I said, it was that was that was Matt Lafleur's first year as a head coach. I think he gets you, better. You hope that it changes. I think it gets better, hundred yeah. percent. Probably just. You I know, think Lafleur's we'll probably. I think Lafleur's going to be a good coach. Actually, I'm very pleasantly surprised. I, even if I, you're even with the weird shit that he's fucking doing, it's really hard to do that well in your first as your first season as a head coach. That is a hard thing to do. I think he's trying to emulate what the pack, what the 49ers are doing, and that's not. Possible. I think I don't think that's as much of a thing that Lafleur is doing as much as the thing is the Packers front office is doing. That might be true. And. Because they just like looked at how dominant the Niners were against them, and they're like, "Well, why don't we just do that?" Like, cause you can't. You literally can't. You have Matt Lafleur. Tone it down a little bit, buddy. All right, Minnesota. Uh, nine and seven. Fuck this team. Seven and nine. Yeah, no, the Vikings are going to be bad. Vikings are going to be bad, bad, bad. I don't like them. Don't trust them. Maybe seven and nine. More likely six and ten. Seven and nine, so, but it's from a Saints fan, so you have to understand that I have PTSD <laughs> from the fucking Vikings team. So Man, I don't have the, I don't have them making the playoffs, Corey. The Saints can go to the Super Bowl now. They can't get. They that's, can't get. That's exactly what I said. I have them missing the playoffs. Either nine and seven in the NFC. I find, that's why I have them going seven and nine in the, in the NFC. I'm going seven and nine, missing the playoffs, so the Saints could go to the Super Bowl to lose to the Chiefs. That, that's why. I have an entirely different way that the Vikings are going to affect this season without them making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But I just we talked. I, I will later. Um, we talked about last episode about like the massive amount of roster turnover that this team has. Yeah. I just don't know how you overcome that in, in I, this type of offseason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think you can. But like, there's still like enough talent on the team that I think they can still get wins. And that's that's that's, that's why I put them seven and nine. Yeah, I have them at nine and seven. I think that yeah. they're talented enough to win games. I just think like it's going to be really hard to get back to the playoffs um, when you have that much roster turnover. I'm going to try to say this without puking. Good coaching beats good talent. <sighs> More often than not, that is that is true. Oh God, we love Corey, but man, if there's a team that has also, come through more pain, I also wanted, I legitimately wanted to fight Justin when he said the Saints were going to lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, implying we're gonna make the Super Bowl. I think I think the Saints will. Implying we make it through the playoffs. I think the 49ers, little spoiler, I think they still have a great regular season record, but I think they're gonna regress. And not make it to the NFC championship. Speaking of NFC championship, uh what do we have the Detroit Lions going? Not to the NFC championship. <laughs> I have them at eight, eight. Same. I think same eight. Oh no, I have them at seven and nine. I'm sorry. Close enough. They, they're they pretty good eight and eight football team. Same same thing as always. Detroit's gonna. Here's what Detroit's gonna do. Detroit's gonna find something to do in the first half of games, and it's gonna work great. 
and it's going to be amazing. And then in the second half of games, they're just not going to do it. I think this is I a mean, team until they fire until they fire Matt Patricia. I don't know how many more years you can give him a chance to build a. I think this is his last year. Yeah. But like, I'd also think this is. I'm going to get my sandwich. I think this is a rookie class that could potentially be one of the best that we've seen in the past, like up there with that Saints 2017 rookie class. You know, I think that they have the potential there. Um, I think if you get a full season of Matthew Stafford, I I think it's hard to go below seven and nine. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and I think that Stafford has a full season this year, and I, that, that puts him, I think it puts him in eight and eight because they have they have some tough games ahead of them. Division's still pretty good, um, but yeah, I don't think Matt Patricia's good enough at all. They're, they still have like weird running game problems. I just don't know what they're doing on running back. It's really strange. Um, but I, mean, I maybe actually, DeAndre, I like maybe the, DeAndre Swift will be the answer this time. Maybe, they, maybe. They, they've only they've only been wrong on their last four running back picks. Maybe this is the one. Right. <laughs> Maybe fifth time's the fucking charm. We'll see. What's third time's the charm? Fifth time. For who? Detroit, Detroit trying to pick a running back. They don't know how to do it. They have Jonathan Swift. See how it goes. De- De- DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, sorry. They keep trying to chase that Barry Sanders dream, and all that's going to happen is a guy who ends up unhappy playing for a bad organization and retires in three years. Yep. Damn. Who's ready for my Atlanta pick? Let's You're go, Corey. Lay it down on us. Nope, I'm going last. Okay. Uh, the Falcons. I have the Falcons going five and eleven. Five and eleven. This is even year, Matt Ryan. They're gonna back into the playoffs in the wild card at eight and eight. Three and Ooh, I thought I was going to be the lowest person on the Falcons, dead ass, because of even your man, Ryan. I- I'm just going to say, fuck it, it dies this year because 2020 is a fucked up place. So even your Matt Ryan dies. And they go find You need 11. the perfect vision. You need the perfect vision to see it. It's okay. 2020 <laughs> the even your Matt Ryan and odd year Cam Newton. Oh, wow. I like that. Um, so interesting thing about Atlanta. I have them going five and eleven, but I have them. Um, let me see here. Let me just double check because I'm pretty sure I have. I do. Okay, so um, I have them splitting with the Saints. Um, so and why, there, I think. there's two. There's two reasons. One is because they always split. Yeah. Um, no matter what happens. And another thing, and this is something I found interesting. So the Saints play the Falcons twice in three weeks. Like they have that thing where you like you play once and then you have another like game and then you play your divisional opponent again. Um in those instances in the last four years, it's happened twenty-three times, okay? The team that wins the first game, okay, is six and seventeen in the second game. So if you win the first game and you have like a divisional opponent in two weeks and you win the first game, you go from 23 and 0 to 6 and 13 over the last four years. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So whoever wins the first game between Atlanta and New Orleans. Pick the other team to win the next game, because like for some goofy reason, 
like the second time you play a team in in your division two weeks later you struggle for some reason well probably because a team that just played you is playing you again it's a team you do play two times a year they already have a shit ton of tape they know what you did to beat them last time now they counter it yep that's probably true it's the easiest adaption play in the nfl that's fair all right um i oh excuse me i'm sorry i'm chewing i'm gonna go last for new orleans um and i need to i need to turn my video off for one second but whoever wants to go first for new orleans go ahead i got going 11 and 5 Matt, what do you think about the they, Saints? They are like a twelve and four type team. They just they got it going on. The, the Saints always got it going on during the regular season, baby. I got them at fourteen and two. Ooh, I love it! I love it! I, I love them, it so much. I have them splitting with the Bucks and losing to the Vikings. Oof. I'm doubling up on the um, on the Falcons. They usually split guys- with the Falcons. Wait, so we have this time. 14 and 2, 11 and 5, and what, 12 and 4? Yeah. Let me take you on a journey. <laughs> oh my god. You're lagging really bad. Hold on a second. Now, now do me, it. Let me take you all on a journey of what's going to happen to the New Orleans Saints this year. Is this why you turned your camera off? So, <laughs> it's story time. All right. We all know. That this whole year is going to be a dog race between them and Tampa, right? Yeah. We know this. We know this to be true. But we also know, and this is something Corey brings up a lot, for whatever reason, the last couple years, the Saints are not very good um, in week one, right? Like, they don't play particularly well. For the past Um, three years that we've done predictions, or four, I have had the uh Saints losing the first three games every year. Right. Okay. So the Saints this year, I have them losing in week one to Tampa. Okay. Right. But then after that, they rip off eight wins. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Packers. They beat the Lions. They beat the Chargers. They have a bye week. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Bears. They beat the Bucks in the rematch. And they beat the 49ers, which is huge. Because the 49ers end up spoiler alert, end up having, in my opinion, the best record in the NFC. And remember, there's only one bye week in the playoffs this year, right? So, simultaneously, Tampa Bay only loses one game in the first couple weeks of the season prior to that uh, loss to the Saints, and it's against the Broncos, which primarily is because Tom Brady doesn't play particularly well in Denver. That's like a historic thing. Um, they lose to the Broncos. Now, what's interesting about that, so do the Saints. Uh, primarily because Drew Brees has shown this uh, this trend the last couple of years where he starts to fall off the longer the year goes on, at least arm strength-wise. And on top of that, the Broncos game is sandwiched in between those two Falcons games, which we know the Saints are already going to lose one of, Right. However, luckily, that same week that the Saints lose to the Broncos, the Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, after that Falcons game, the Saints have to go up to Philadelphia 
against an Eagles team that will hopefully be healthy by that point in very bad inclement weather and they're and they lose the week after that is the most important game of the year for the saints and it's against the chiefs and the reason why it's the most important game is because if they win that game with the buccaneers losing that game with the cupcake game at the end of the year against the panthers they will have the same record as tampa but have the better record against common opponents right and they will get the seed over the Buccaneers, right? They win that game. They beat the Chiefs at home. They are surefire. They're gonna, they're gonna, they've already beaten the the 49ers. They got the tiebreaker on Tampa. They got the tiebreaker on San Francisco. They have the inside track to get the number one seed and the only bye week of the playoffs. All they got Moore's music! Oh, the Vikings. I'm sorry. That's Kirk Cousins' music. Whatever. <laughs> and they lose to the Vikings. And they go 11 and 5. And they're the fifth seed in the NFC. That was the journey that I wanted to take you all on. 10 out of 10. That was the journey. Thank you. I'm down sir. with it. That would be the most New Orleans Saints thing to happen to the New Orleans Saints since the New Orleans Saints. I have Carolina going five and eleven. <laughs> either going, either going seven and nine, but not really too happy about it. Uh, five and eleven is a good, a good place for them to sit. Who cares? I have them beating beating the Saints the first time they play them as the Teddy Revenge. Mm. But that's it. He doesn't get revenge. He owes the Saints everything. I agree with Corey. Yeah, but like he want, I think he wanted to stay. And I have Carolina at three and thirteen. It's too much to overcome. If he wanted to stay, he could have stayed, but he wanted to be a starter. Every every single thing that could possibly cause a problem. In a COVID shorted off season, this happens Carolina, to yeah. Carolina has yeah. They have a brand new coaching staff, brand new offense, brand new quarterback, entirely starting new defense, bad offensive line, playing in a good division. Like, like it's bad. Like Carolina's got a lot of negative things going towards them. Not a great receiving core. Yeah. It's a decent one, yeah. DJ Moore's the really only good one. Um, I've kind of tipped my hat with Tampa. I have Tampa at twelve and four, and uh, the winning the division. I have them at nine and seven. They squeak into the last spot in the playoffs. I think they come in one game behind New Orleans. So I got them ten and four. fourteen and two, same as the Saints. But Saints won in tiebreakers. Not a believer, Justin? It's not that I'm not a believer. Remember all the things you were talking about with COVID? Yeah. Okay. You know, this team did that, right? The only difference is the same coach. The only change is Tom Brady. No. That's a change. It. They added a bunch of new personnel. A bunch of new players, and then really? they're, gonna, they're and a lot of them are going to start. They're going to be big players that, that are going to start too. 
Like they Gronk's gonna start? Tom no, he's they're, not. I think the Gronk's not gonna start. He is. No, he's not. Cameron yeah. Bray and OJ Howard are gonna start. Uh huh. I think their uh, running back backfield's way too crowded. Fournette was not a good signing for them. I think that's gonna crowd them crowd them down. Yep, I think I so. Think too. We'll try to force the ball to Gronkowski a bit, but. Uh, we'll see. He'll be like an Antonio Gates. And it's not that I'm not a believer. Zone. I still think they make the fucking playoffs in the NFC. By the way, which is hard to do. I like. I think. I think it needs a year, though. I, I think, don't think. I don't think you come out the gate that strong. I think Gronk comes back looking better than Evans and Godwin until you know they kind of get rolling a bit. Well, Brady has that connection already, so if Gronk's in, like, really good shape, he's going to put the ball to Green Gronk's hands more. Like, that's just going to happen. Because that connection already exists. Right. And then that's why Gronk's there, by the way. Brady wanted Gronk there because he wanted that comfort piece. That, that always helps the quarterbacks out. That's why when you, when you see a lot of colleges that, that draft quarterbacks, they try to get a receiver that was on the team. Somebody they already have a connection with to get that comfort. It doesn't matter how old you are, that still helps. Brady did not ask for Gronk. Gronk, Gronk went to Tampa because Tom went there. It was just, not the other way around. Why didn't that, yeah, but like it helps though. It does help. I'm sure. He, I'm sure. Gronk. I'm sure Tom Brady didn't say no. You know, no, he was oh, pretty no, fucking no, happy no. about it. <laughs> he didn't say no. I just don't. Here's simplest thing for Tampa. I don't know how this doesn't work. I don't know how this doesn't work. I think it I does work. If it doesn't work, it's Bruce Arian's fault, and then he finally gets exposed. Ooh. Ooh. He, he kind of failed in Arizona. Why do you think he's not there anymore? <laughs> so spicy shit, brother. Mm, I love it. Mm. Finally. You're probably right, though. Finally, we come to the best division in football. Fuck yeah, it is. Best division in football. I can't wait. It's just going to be crazy. I messaged, I messaged the, the guys in the group chat earlier today. I could come up with, a, with a, a situation in my head that any of these teams can win the division. Yeah. I, I, have, them all, I have them all within, like, the, the worst, the biggest spread in this division is two games for me. That's the biggest spread. I mean, Seattle came within, like, six inches of winning the division last year. Right. Right. And they all have a chance this year. All I four think, of them. Yeah. All right. Seattle is first. I have Seattle at 11 and 5. I've got them at 10 and 6. 11 and 5 is a good spot to be. 13 and 3. I mean... I think I know where the difference comes in because I have them dropping a game to the Bills that you probably don't. Um, well, my losses are Vikings, Rams, 49ers. I have them at the Rams and 49ers, but then I have them actually beating the Vikings, so I have them losing to the Bills, Eagles, and Cowboys as well. Thing. There's your 10 and 6. I want to pr present to you guys my the thing is, All right, so I, I want to say this real fast. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. The, thing, the first thing first, here's the thing. If we're going to be completely candid here, I want to. I just want to tell you guys this. All right, like we're just going to get right to it. Okay. 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 Like I'm. We're okay. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Seattle could win any game they play. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, because Russell Wilson can win any game he plays. Yeah. He just can. It's Russell Wilson. He fucking, he's, he's been, he's been dealt nothing but fucking garbage since he won the fucking Super Bowl in Seattle. It's just, everything's just gotten worse for him. He just makes it happen. Eventually, all it is, is he just kind of runs out of magic. Yeah. He just runs out of space in the back. Well, it, it just takes too long. Like, he's lost it too many times. There's only, there's only so much you can pull. And eventually your, your luck's going to run out. Like, well, the, eventually the magic will run out because it's not luck. Nothing Russell Wilson does is luck. It's all magic. But it, it just runs out eventually. Literally, that's what happened to them. Yeah. Like, they just ran out of magic. They just couldn't, but, like, when by, by the time they got to the Packers, they just couldn't make it happen anymore. They, they were fucking... I imagine Russell Wilson was so fucking tired, dude. They? He, he, he didn't get a break the entire on. season. I have it written down here. Where is it? Um, hold on. All right, here it is. Like, I, I was convinced right. we were going to lose to the, like I was convinced we were going to lose to Seattle last year right, in the playoffs. Go. I was convinced. From weeks one to thirteen, Seattle trailed at halftime seven times. That doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. By the way, they won. Yeah, this doesn't six happen. Times that doesn't happen. That does not happen. That, that doesn't never happen. Happens. Okay? The only reason that's happened is because of Russell Wilson. Right, but it can happen the again. Magic, the magic ran out. Because from week 14 onward, they trailed at halftime four times, lost all four games. Yeah. He runs out of magic. Like, it's, it, he can only pull so many rabbits out of his hat. Because this team just consistently makes it so hard on him. And it's so unfair. Like, I want to, okay. Imagine that team had a defense again. Here's the thing. They have there's this there's this like movement in within like the analytics community that was mainly pushed forward by Bill Belichick, believe it or not. And it's that coverage matters more than pass rush. That's kind of um, wild, but I I sort of believe it, but I, I mean know. if you have like, like I I think I could get I think I understand why. Yeah, because you can scheme pass rush. Right. You can't scheme bad coverage right, right. so you, you focus on getting the talent in the coverage area and exactly. if you're good enough at scheming it out you can make the pass rush happen you could get the pressure you want and if you get the, if you get like a decent amount of pressure if you're if your backfield's so good that you're going to shut shit down it doesn't matter exactly the pressure is enough if your backfield is good enough to just make the quarterback hold on to the ball the quarterback will generate his own pressure yeah. because he's holding on to the ball right Whereas if you are bad on the back end, but you're good at, cu- at rushing the passer, all the quarterback's going to do is throw the ball quickly yep. and negate it, right? Right. So not to say one, it's not to say like pass rush doesn't matter, but like if you focus on the back end, and this is what the Patriots have been doing literally for two yeah. decades, mm-hmm. is they don't worry about the talent they have at the front and they focus on the talent they have in the backfield. And that's why their defense is so good, because Belichick just schemes pressure, and it ends up working. The reason why I bring that up is because Seattle is this year is going to be the biggest stress test on the coverage over pass rush argument, because their backfield's really good now. Mm-hmm. Like they have Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs, and um, I'm, I'm losing uh, Griffin, Shaquem Griffin, their other corner. 
Like they have good secondary people. Plus they have Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, who are really good coverage linebackers on top of being just general all around good linebackers. Dude, their pass rush. It's terrible. Is, is dude, it's ranked the worst. Yeah. Like when Clowney Clowney's not even a good pass rusher. Like yeah, he's Clowney's not. a better Clowney's a better run defender than a pass rusher. And he was their best pass rusher and he's gone now. Their pass rush is so bad. The, the difference is, though, they can't scheme it. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. They, like, the point's going to be moot because they they can't scheme a good enough pass rush. If they no. could have, they would have done it last year. It's not like their, person, like their coaching personnel has changed much. So no, they, they ran base more than any defense in the NFL. Yeah. They ran base more, and they blitzed barely ever. Yeah, so, so like, it's the same shit. In order to scheme their pressure, they need to blitz Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, who are better in coverage than their blitzers. Yeah, which sucks. It just adds to this, like, idea of, like, Russ has to backpack this team so hard. And he's going to backpack them to 11 wins again. Yep, he's going to win between 10 and 13 games. Yeah. On his backpack, he is. It, 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 one of one of our predictions is going to be absolutely right, and I won't be surprised by any of them. He's going to go right. between ten and thirteen wins. Yep, it's Russell Wilson. Yep, he's too good. Um. All right. Next is San Francisco. Yeah. I am no doubt the highest on San Francisco out of anybody. I want to bet one hundred percent. So Corey, go ahead. 13 and 3. I guess I'm wrong. I am not the highest. <laughs> Both of them. I love that. I love it. I love, it. I love that so much. To be fair, you're not higher than me. We're tied. But I still win $20 from you. What? <laughs> That's what you said. You said you would bet. You didn't give me time to put in the betting terms. So now he's coming, he's coming so up with them I, now. I, I, for twenty dollars, that's fine. You, you signed a blank contract, and now Corey's filling in the blanks. I'll, fine, I'll cover. I'll cover your entry fee to the league this year, then. Oh, he got him! Holy shit! <laughs> he okay? I was I was gonna Dude, I, I wasn't gonna actually make the bet, but now that I guess we're making the bet, then sure. Dude, yeah. Corey Jose Cuervo fueled bullied his way into this. I love it. <laughs> I saw those drinks you were mixing, boy. I saw right. it. I saw we it. Pull- we both have San Francisco going 13 and 3. Justin, what do you have them going? Uh, 11 and 5. Okay. Matt. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Niners. going to be good. It'll be great, but like how great? I think Seattle wins the division this year. They get that extra half yard and win the division. So like Seattle's going thirteen and three. San Francisco's going twelve and four. Okay. Granted, it's going to be really close just because Good Shanahan's time. an absolute genius and the next Bill Belichick. Forty nine is. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. He's, he's on the wrong side of the ball, buddy. I mean, like, I wouldn't go that far. I, his offensive schemes tend to be better, but well, but yeah, well, the, the Belichick's not an offensive guy, right? Um, he is. He is I, a great coach, though. One of the best. Here's 
San Francisco, I mean, we don't really need to talk about much. I think all of us agree. San they're going to be, really they're like basically just as good as they are last year. They're going to do it again. They're going to go to the yeah. playoffs. But how far they get within that, it's going to be really interesting because of how good in general the NFC is and how good this division is. Because right. No, I agree. They might make history and all four of them might get in. You know what? I didn't think about the possibility they of that. They can do that now. That's a possibility now. That could happen With now. With the extra spot, that could happen now, and all four of them can make it. That's wild. I kind of want that. To, who who do could. I have as my, wait, who do I have as my other wild card team? Shit, I can't because of the Saints and the Buccaneers. I can't do it. I can't do it. See, I have it happening. I can't do it, dude. I have it happening. I have... I have... All right, so I have San Fran winning the division, and then I have Seattle, Arizona, and L.A. taking all three wildcard spots. Can't do that, dude. And then I can't do Brady it. and the Bucks just barely missed the playoffs. I'm looking at it now because they're both 9-7. No. and seven. made the playoffs late, earlier. I'm, I'm looking, though, because I both... All right, a spoiler. I have both the Rams and the Bucks at 9-7. and seven. But... Looking at common opponents. Well, why, okay, think, why... While you're doing that, they have the Rams squeak it out. San Fran's really good. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. They were like the 26th most injured team last year, and they won 13 games. That's how good they are. Right. So they're already um, coming into this year with a, with a little bit of injuries, but they'll. they'll dude, Debo's, Debo's gonna play. Really? D- yeah, they said Debo may play. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're saying Brandon Ayuk looks like their best receiver. He probably he's they're the same player. <laughs> yeah, like that's the that's the stupid thing is that like okay imagine having two Debo Samuels and then they did so all right Arizona I'm probably too high I'm probably like, am too I like Arizona I love the idea of having Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons on the same defense Yep I. Just like I cart, I do cartwheels in my brain. I think I think people are that. I think people are going to be sleeping on the on the Cardinals D. Um, I agree. An offense that will improve a bit enough. A bit enough, right? I have them going ten and six. Same. We both have the same fucking idea coming into this. Yeah, five and eleven. Oh, their offensive line is still abysmal. Yep. Um, I don't think their defense improves that much. I think Chandler Jones probably leads the league in sacks again just because he has to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really care for their corners too much. Buda Baker, good. Isaiah Simmons is coming from playing fucking seven different positions in college. He has to come and try to focus in on one and figure out how to be a playmaker on that one linebacker spot. I don't think that's what they're actually gonna do. Like me, I'm sure maybe he maybe he maybe he is a linebacker, but it's not like linebackers shift shit like that all the time in the NFL. That's not anything new. Like Jamal Adams lined up at linebacker more than he lined up at safety last year, Mm -hmm. but he's a safety, quote unquote. There's there's so much shifting going on in like the modern defense that like, but like he's gonna move around a bunch. Derwin James. Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, and Isaiah Simmons are what the future of NFL defense looks like. Yep. You're a guy that's who can play, who can move like. around, play multiple positions, and adapt to where he needs to go. Correct. 
Not to say Isaiah Simmons is there yet. Like, like Isaiah no. Simmons is not the caliber of player that Derwin James and Jamal Adams and Buda Baker is yet. But, like, that type of player that Isaiah Simmons is is going to be the future of defense. So, um, Matt, what do you have, Arizona? Like nine and seven. I think they are a wild card team. Obviously, New Orleans and uh, thing. Well, no, because there's two wild cards. I think I think the team that doesn't make the playoffs from this division is the Rams. I'm not high on them. It's a toss up between me and the. It, it's a toss up between the Cardinals and the Rams. For me, and I, mean, I talked. I talked too much shit about Kyler Murray in preseason to go back on him. So I just got to believe. You did talk a lot of shit on Kyler Murray. I was like, he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, finally, the Rams. Um, God, man, like I think, I think the floor is eight and eight. Yeah. But I'm at the floor at eight and eight. Dude, it's this it's this division, man. Like yep. I don't That's the thing. I think they I think they could probably win like any other division in the NFL, but it's hard to win yeah. this one. Like they already here's the thing. The Rams play really here's the weird thing about the NFC West. The Rams play really well against the Seahawks, right? But then they played the 49ers last year and just like just like crapped themselves, right? Against the 49ers, right? Because they can't yeah. protect the passer, right? Right. And then they like split with the Cardinals. So then you have this situation like, okay, you match up really well against Seattle, but you match up terribly against forty of uh, the 49ers, but you're like even with the, the, the with the Cardinals, right? Yeah. So I don't do like if you if you just took can we take the Rams and just put them in like the AFC South? Yeah. Cause they'll be like an eleven win team in the AFC South. Yep. And just take like Houston out and put them in the West. And then they'll win, like, five games. Right. Like, oh, like it, I just feel so bad for the Rams because I don't hate the Rams. I hate no. their defense. I don't think their defense outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey is any good. No, I don't think so either. But um, but they're, uh, like, Sean McVay is really good offensive coach. He Offense is. is good. Jared, Jared Goff's a beautiful deep ball thrower. He's and, really good when there's no pressure. Yep. Problem is, he, he has a great deep ball, but he crumbles under pressure, and it's a weird dichotomy to have as a quarterback, and one that you shouldn't have. Because in order to throw deep balls, sometimes you got to eat pressure. I have them at ten and six. I, but that's the I thing. have them at nine and seven. So I don't, I don't disagree. I think yeah. you can easily win ten games. It's just like, um, I don't really, like. So we all pretty much agree. Uh, the only thing that I'm gonna put in is is watching Hard Knocks. And Van Jefferson is fucking killing it, except when he has to line up against Jalen Ramsey. Which I mean, like that's a given. Like, oh, yeah, any, so yeah, like everybody so. like struggles against Jalen Ramsey. Well, okay. You know what's interesting about that is, to me, in my mind, what that means is that they're using Van Jefferson as an outside receiver because Jalen yeah. Ramsey ain't going to come in and play slot. No. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, means that on the reps that Van Jefferson has lined up against Jalen Ramsey, it's because they're trying to figure out if, if Van Jefferson can line up outside. Because to your point, Corey, which is you talk about all the time, is that Cooper Cup is way better in the slot. Yep. 
than he is outside, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to yeah, trying to keep Cooper Cup in the slot. Correct. Where he should that's be, cool. and that's the correct move, by the way. Yeah. No, okay. I think I think the Rams' offense, even though I mean their offensive lines. Let's let's first of all let's mention the fact their offensive line's not good. No. Um. So I think that has to do with a lot of it. And the good thing is, and here's here's like the funniest part about what the Rams did this offseason. So they got rid of Todd Gurley. Right. Knee. They drafted Cam Akers, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what's interesting about Cam Akers? Last year, the Florida State Seminoles, which is where he went to college, had the worst had, offensive line. They did. So he has experience. Correct. Cam, <laughs> they drafted they, out of all of the running backs this year that they could have had. They could have had Taylor. They could have had Dobbins. They could have had Moss. Okay. Any of the running backs they took. They took the running back that had to play behind a bad offensive line, as in like a, hey, man, you're used to it, right? Like, <laughs> like that to me was so funny. Like, what a self-aware, like, alpha thing to do. Like, fucking gets out of gets out of Florida. He's like, oh, thank God. I wouldn't play behind that shitty offensive line anymore. And Sean McFay's like, hey. Hey, man. Hey, listen, I, I know we know it's not, not that great over here. You just came here just size. First of all, first of all, Sean McVay in this in this hypothetical situation is Q, Sherwood. Q San Andreas, aw shit, here we go again meme. <laughs> him walking into fucking LA. <laughs> Milwaukee just went on a six and a half minute drought in the third quarter. <laughs> fucking I dude, I started watching football as I like the Bucks a lot. I fucking hate this team. <laughs> Yo, who's they're, the, they're the most they're so fucking weird. Who's excited for Giannis to go to Golden State? You mean the Heat? Yeah, he's going to Heat. You oh. can always take it. There's, what people don't think about is the NBA is secretly a pirate league. <laughs> so you can only plunder what you destroy. <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's so good. I like that a lot. Uh-huh. That's uh, fucking fantastic. So, so before, real quick, because uh, if we've been going too long, we can end. How long have we been? How long did that take uh, us to do? All we're at, we're at we're two hours and ten minutes now, so pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, we wanted do, to be. Do you guys want me like we did last year? Every episode at the end. Do you want me to go through the betting lines and we pick some games? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Um, again, just like last year, um, I am using the Pigskin Pick'em app on ESPN. It's a free app you guys can do. You can pick games against the spread. Um, I did really, really good last year. Um, probably better than I've ever done before. Um, and that's with uh, being absolutely terrible at picking the AFC West. So, And I think everybody picks worse this year because this year is going to be weird. Honestly, though, man, it might not be because you have a lot of veteran teams and the veteran teams have the advantage over the the teams that are a bunch of new people. Maybe. All right. So uh, first things first, we have the Thursday night game opening day in two days, actually, from where we're recording this. Let's go, baby. The Houston Texans getting 10 and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Um, we have Seattle. This is an interesting one. Seattle at Atlanta. Atlanta is getting one and a half. Uh, New York at Buffalo. New York is getting six and a half. Um, Chicago at the Lions. 
Chicago is getting one and a half. And the thing I want to make note about that game is these numbers on ESPN don't change once they're posted. Obviously, most betting lines, if you go to like a website, they'll change as people bet them. That number is up to three and a half on Chicago right now. So just to give you guys an idea of like how because, much. Would that go up after Trubisky was named the starter? <laughs> um, all right. So then we have Cleveland playing Baltimore. Cleveland is getting eight and a half. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay is getting three and a half. What? <laughs> uh, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is getting seven and a half. Las Vegas at Carolina. This is another line that's moved a lot. Um, Carolina is getting one and a half right now. I think it's at three. Uh, Miami at New England. Miami is getting six and a half. Washington. I'm sorry. Philadelphia at Washington. Washington is getting six and a half. A lot of like three and a half, six and a half lines in the first week. Um, uh, Pickums. That's usually what happens in week one, though, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Los Angeles at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is Los Angeles Chargers, by the way. Uh, Cincinnati is getting three and a half. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay is getting three and a half. I hate this. Arizona is getting seven and a half against San Francisco. Um, Dallas at the Rams. The Rams are getting two and a half. The Monday night games, Pittsburgh at the Giants. The Giants are getting three and a half. That line is up to six for the Giants in some places. People have hammered the Pittsburgh Steelers in that game. Uh, and then Tennessee at Denver. Uh, Tennessee is getting two and a half. That game is a pick 'em right now in, in most markets. So that game has moved a lot. So any of the lines that I mentioned uh, jump out to you guys, and I will tell you the three games that I have actually picked and put money on because I did that. Um, if Where's I the hammer? If I was a betting man, and you... sometimes I am. Oh. Tell me, Justin, what's up? I'm slamming the hammer on Arizona. That's the easiest pick of my fucking life. Arizona? Yep. Their games were so fucking close. Yes, they, they were. were all within a touchdown, and they're getting more than a touchdown. They they were favored Arizona last year in both games against uh, San Fran was underdogged by a touchdown and covered both games by less than a touchdown. Yep. So you're hammering you're hammering Arizona. Yeah. The other the other easy ones is I think Green Bay, but I think, I think Cleveland's a good one to take. Getting seven and a half points in a team that they demolished last one time last year. It's eight and a half. Oh, oh, even better. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland for sure. I think Houston and Cleveland cover. I, I picked I Houston, Cleveland I picked, covering. I, I, I have Cleveland covering. I picked Houston covering just because that's a massive number. Uh, but that's not the games that I took. So this is going to kind of be a theme, I think. I think Pittsburgh's going to demolish the Giants. Yeah. Um. So I have them at, at minus three and a half. I have that game. I have, I'm sorry, dude. I have the Raiders over Carolina. Like, I think, I think the Raiders, even if their defense stinks, I think the Raiders can hang like 35 on that Panthers defense. That defense Probably. is bad. Yeah, the, they have, they, they had what, the worst running defense in the NFL last year, right? And, and, and on top of that, they drafted nothing but rookies. Right. So now they just have a bunch of rookies starting on a defense with no offseason. Yeah, like, uh, 
I, I was thinking about DraftKings stuff coming into this too, and like, uh, I'm 100% first player. I'm grabbing Josh Jacobs. I think he's gonna run all over that defense week one, all no, the fuck over it. No more Luke Keekley, man. Yeah, and that's such a huge detriment to the team. Yeah, that they're um, gonna get the, the runs just gonna demolish them this year. I think um, I think Pittsburgh is is a good one. Um, I'm picking the Raiders to to beat Carolina straight up. And and the, the, I don't know, man. The other game, and maybe this is crazy, but obviously I'm not even including Arizona and San Fran because I think that is just ridiculous. It's that, it's it's so easy that Arizona is getting that many points. Um, not even even if Arizona doesn't win, like, they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna win, but they'll probably lose by like three points, right? Or six, and then like, well, um, dude, I'm sorry. I'm leaning. I'm leaning into. I'm leaning into, for, dude, for whatever reason, man, when the Saints, Saints week one, I don't know what it is, but they, they don't play, they don't play good. No, they lose. They just don't play good. And I think this, first of all, I think the Saints Buccaneers game has the potential to like score in like, not even it's in the like same Buccaneers game from like two years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just this, like the Buccaneers and Saints are just going to show up and just like score 80 points in a game, right? And it's just going to be a shootout. And even, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think three and a half. I think if the Saints win, they win by a field goal. And three and a half is more than three. So, those are the three games uh, that I've actually wagered and put money on for this upcoming week. So, Oh, yeah. I like it. I think you're going to do well. Yeah. I might have... Right. Oh, yeah, it's Miami Heat time. Corey's got to go. All right. I mean, it, it, it lines up pretty well anyway. It's back, baby. So. Let's go. The NFL is back. It's been a long, shitty, hard fucking year, and I hate it. And I have the one thing that comforts me coming back in two days. My dick. Pump it in my ass. Not your dick. Football. <laughs> You didn't. Pump the foot. <laughs> did you not hear what he said? I, I, that's why I said not your dick football. Got oh. oh, man. And then he left. Fuck you, Corey. Oh, that was amazing. Fucking Corey's on a Jose back. Cuervo fueled tear. We took we took a bunch of weeks off because COVID sucks and this whole year sucks. The Hopefully, bunch of crazy ass year. Crazy ass year. Um, Matt moved. I'm about uh, to it, move. Justin's about to move. I I took it took me three months to get a job. Um. So yeah, hopefully we can do weekly episodes. Oh, I think we, we can. We can. Yeah. We can. We can make it happen. Um, we'll worst, find a way. Worst case scenario. I'll just blade all out of you here. There's a week where I, I don't have my my shit, and I have to be on my phone. We will make oh. accommodations. We should set ourselves up to record every week. I can make the accommodations for one of you guys to get the files done. That's fine. We'll make it happen. I can just like edit it right, on my brother's computer or something. We'll make it happen. All right, you heard it here first. I am so goddamn excited. Let's fucking go. I'm so excited. I'm titling this episode football, not your D.
<laughs> Matt, what are you doing over there? What he's are you the, talking about? He's, he's comfy. He's uh, so have comfy. Been, have you been watching other things and jamming while we've been recording? No, I was cooking and I ate dinner. Um, now he's comfy. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 What, what is happening? What, what are you sending the kids off with, Matt? Oh, well, there you if you want to read what I did earlier in the show. No! <laughs> Wait. No! Remember uh, when I walked away earlier? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say what it is. Um, but it's it's. Uh, can I make can I make the joke? Can I make the can yeah, I? Mean, not here. Can I make the joke? Okay, it's the thing that it. it's the thing that Odell likes on his chest, but Matt did it in the right place. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>